This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week, we're talking about The Fly. Regular fry or b- brundle fry? Brundle fly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I need brundle some fries. Brundle fly. <laughs> this movie came out in 1986, directed by David Cronenberg, based on the short story by George... Langleon? Langlon? <laughs> it's Joe Manganiello. Screenplay by Charles Edward Prog, Pogue and David Cronenberg. <laughs> Charles Edward Pogue? Poogie Pogue. This is almost as bad as you reading Japanese names. <laughs> yeah, well, what is this crap? <laughs> Starring Star- Jeff Goldblum. Gina, 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 Gina Davis. Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Johan Getze. It's, it's Gina. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, starring Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis and John Getz. I mean, it's probably only three people in this damn movie. Plus Cronenberg, he's in it. It says that. He's the gynecologist, so there you go. Mm-hmm. He's got that going for him, too. He's the gynecologist. Um, all right, I forgot whose movie this was. Is this yours, Alex? Yeah, it's mine. All right, well, talk about it. What's your history with it? Um, this is one of those movies that I don't know why my parents let me watch it, but I saw it <laughs> and I did not remember how disgusting this movie was. It was amazing. <laughs> I say that in the best possible way. It's Cronenberg magic in this all over the place in this film. It's definitely a Cronenberg movie. Mm-hmm. So you saw us in the movie theater or no? No, it was a it was a rental or my dad bought it or something. Okay. I just know that we had to load it up into the VA, top loading VHS. All right. Um, I'll go next. Uh, I did not see this in the movie theater. I did not see this as a kid. I was too scared to see this as a kid. I saw it uh, much later, like when I after college or something, when I got my own apartment, when I was burning through DVDs left and right. It's probably when I saw this. But what I do remember about it is it came out the same year as Aliens. And that's those are the two big movies, those two scary sci-fi movies that were out there that I was so interested in, but yet so scared. I never watched them until much later in my life. But so when I think of I think the pod too, the the trans transporter pod is kind of a similar to for me as a kid as the aliens egg. I don't know. The, <laughs> the cover, I mean the poster kind of looks similar with the pod and the letters and I don't know. So the, to, for me, this movie's always joined with Aliens for me. Hmm. Scott. I've seen bits and pieces and the parodies uh, all the way through the that episode of, I think, the first season of Rick and Morty. Uh, <laughs> not spoiling <laughs> yeah. too much. Um, yeah, I, don't, I, I never actually sat down to watch this all. Uh, so, yeah, I, you know, I, I knew the general premise. And, uh, yeah, I knew all the Cronenberg stuff that it was going to get kind of gross. Uh, but I had no actual idea until I sat down to watch it. So yeah, I kind of pre- I pretty much went into this fresh. Nice. Right, nice. By the way, look up 
the fly poster and look up the alien poster and there's no way i could not be confused it's like the damn same damn thing yeah they have uh, similar aesthetics yeah. <laughs> all right well let's get into it as, as usual we're just going to talk about seven items from the movie alex why don't you lead us off what's your number seven uh my number seven is that i i like that the whole thing the why he's inventing this great like science magical teleportation device is because he's he gets carsick in a car and he just doesn't want to deal with <laughs> traveling in a car or in any sort of vehicle to get to a place so he's inventing the science science fiction magic machine so that he doesn't have to, the minor inconvenience of getting carsick uh i i don't think that was the whole reason it might have been the inspiration right but no, that was the whole reason. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know he wants to revolutionize science and, you know, he's a genius and he's yeah, getting, no, he's he gets de- his de- same de- suit de- ideas from Einstein. Yeah, it's definitely an, an eccentric way to, to, to come at where, where he arrived at, however he did to, to come up with that idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's cool because you, you see in documentaries and stuff of real scientists like, oh, this guy, he you know, wanted a dressing for a salad and he invented the rubber tire out of it. You know, shit like that. So I thought that was neat. <laughs> All right. Um, my number seven is <laughs> just a stupid. So whatever the John gets character, her ex boyfriend or ex husband, I forgot. <laughs> ex boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> and then like she comes home and he's in his, sh- in her shower, and she's like, "What the fuck? You're in my shower." He's like, I felt <laughs> yeah. a bit scummy, is what he says. Oh, I thought that was hilarious because yeah, it was a scummy move, and he probably felt scummy. But I don't know, it was so stupid. This guy just, oh yeah, I'm, I'm not going to give you your key back. Like, what kind of a, this guy's a scumbag? That's why. Yeah, he is a, yeah, scumbag with a heart of gold. That that old trick. <laughs> no, there's a protagonist. <laughs> So, yeah, that guy in the shower scene and feel a bit scummy is my number seven. Yeah, Scott. there's it's gross at different levels here in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, n- number seven. So I, you know, I, I, I tried to to kind of follow the, the in-world logic of these people. Um, with so many red flags, uh, you know, and, and this actually... Kind of goes hand in hand with with one of my honorable mentions, um, which is like the honorable mention being why the fuck would Gina Davis go anywhere with Goldblum at the beginning of the movie? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's very true. And then, like, and then, and then even when he pulls up, like basically in an alley behind like an abandoned warehouse, like, she's like, "Oh, this is fine. There's nothing wrong here." Um, but well, have you seen her taste in men? Yeah, this is true. Uh, <laughs> but but then I like why she didn't peace out or or why he didn't make a bigger deal out of what happens to the first baboon. Like <laughs> that makes no sense to me. Yeah, they were just disappointed. Like he should have like even he should have been freaked out. It, it, it it's not just like oh it was like this microwave baboon in there. Like that fucking handprint goes up and it's like still twitching and it's clearly something like unprecedented has happened to this poor baboon. And she's just like, okay, well let's bone. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense to me. (laughs) Like, I was just like, maybe, maybe she, 
she's supposed to be just as damaged as he is. I don't know. Uh, but but that 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 was a little bit much for me as far as like the, the characters anyway. Uh, I realized that there was some some far out stuff happening in this movie, but <laughs> that might have been the most like like biggest uh, part of suspension of disbelief I had to deal with. Maybe Cronenberg didn't tell them that what they were supposed to be watching. Like maybe he didn't communicate effectively. Like, oh yeah, it's just the the, the ape is inside out or something. I mean, I thought I, I did think about that. Uh, where, but yeah, they shot it later, but yeah. but I think they were all like that was pretty much the set. So there's they they all would have been around for that. I would I would have thought. Yeah. And that's not an acting choice. That's a plot choice. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she stays around way more, and she falls in love with him for some reason. I don't know how that was possible. Yeah, that yeah, yeah just he's so creepy and intense. It's just how bad the other guy was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just it's, it's, it's scummy. Yeah, she. Like, hey. I guess like Alex said, yeah, he, she just must have a type. I dropped a nail on my floor, and now I can't find it. I'm afraid I'm going to step on it. <laughs> Good luck with that. God. <laughs> the ground, you're going to have to, the ground is lava all the way to your bed. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, uh, you know, this actually ties in nicely with the fly. This is like Schrodinger's nail. <laughs> if you drop a nail on the floor, you're 100% sure to step on it. Yeah. Or will we have to get a magnet here soon? I'm afraid I'm going to forget. And I'm going to step on it. I mean, anyway, how big, Alex, how, how big is the nail, Jeff? <laughs> my number six is I like the pod designs. They're cool. Yes, I have this higher on my list. They're great. Uh, they just they have that cool like alien futuristic type of look, but more like alien. And I like the way the doors open. Reminds me of a DeLorean. <laughs> Sideways. Uh, yeah. I, okay. I, I agree. Came out in 85. Yeah. Back I, to the future, I should say. I, I do agree. The 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 pods hold up. Even even the movie GUI holds up pretty well. Yeah. It's like, no, yeah, that's a era appropriate movie GUI. Yeah, they do have a very no pun intended alien it. look as, Ooh, as, right under my as, ass. Oh, <laughs> as, 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 I'm sleeping the night. Yeah, as Jeff pointed out with the movie poster for Alien like they do have a very um, unnatural look to them yeah like <laughs> I know it's a prototype but if, if you wanted to get people into your contraption you shouldn't make it look like a freaking torture device from a Wes Craven movie and Aliens or something like it's so bizarre looking <laughs> but it's cool at the same time but not very user friendly well he's the scientist he's not the artist that will actually design the casing I know. So yeah, Steve Jobs Man. would have signed off on that st structure. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, well, my number six is. Uh, well, I'll follow up a couple. You guys have already mentioned a couple of mine, but the exploding baboon. First of all, that was like the first gross thing that happened in this movie, if I can remember correctly. But I mean, why waste a perfectly good baboon? He keeps mentioning it's like living thing, so you couldn't on a mouse. Uh, yeah, I, I was thinking yeah, that not, too. Exactly, not having, not having seen this before, <laughs> yeah. I was totally expecting him to throw like a rat in there or something. Yeah, like just anything living. It wasn't like, oh, what's the organism gets too complex or anything. It was like, no, living things don't work. I'm like, hmm, throw a bug in there. 
I guess yeah, that would be too spot on with the title of the movie. But, like, just do... Yeah, mice, uh, rats. Yeah, a lizard. Well, it was the 80s. People were still experimenting on apes back then. Poor baboons. <laughs> Poor baboons. But it was pretty gnarly. They didn't hold this. When you, it's one of those movies where you find out, like, okay, they're not holding back in this thing. You're going to yeah. see some gross stuff. That's the first thing you see. You're going to see worse. Mm-hmm. So that's my number six. Scott, what's yours? Number six was something that I don't know if it was meant to be funny, but it made me laugh out loud. Uh, a lot of the dialogue from Jeff Goldblum as, as Seth Brundle in this movie is just a lot of kind of stream of consciousness stuff. Yeah. Um, and it gets worse and worse as the movie goes on as he he loses you know his grip on, on the sanity. Uh, but I think it's the second... It's, it's either the second or third time when she comes by after he he realizes that he he's been been uh, fused with the with the fly, and in the middle of one of these rants, he goes, "I'm becoming Brundlefly." Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, I think it's the first time you hear Brundlefly, um, and they use it a Isn't lot that- after that. Like it gets like I, I wasn't counting, but it felt like. At least a dozen more times does he does he spat out the Brundlefly thing, or it pops up on that computer, but just his delivery on that I'm Brundlefly, like like mm-hmm. he was excited about it. Uh, it was just such a weird delivery, even even for all the the other weird stuff he was doing in this movie. Uh, it, but it made me laugh out loud, and I thought it was a. Um, I, I again, I, I had to think it was intentional that they. That for whatever reason Cronenberg, uh, Cronenberg wanted that, uh, maybe maybe not levity, but just just uh, a little bit of humor, uh, a humorous slant on it, um, for for him calling himself Brundlefly and getting it out into the world. Yeah, it, doesn't he come up with it right when he's about to film like a demonstration, so that the the scumbag can see it. Well, like he no. said, oh, here, kid, and he's doing like a fake kids show. Hey, here, let me show you how Brindlefly eats now. Brindlefly. Yeah, and, and then after that, he starts using it. Right. More more. But like the first time he says it, though, he, 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 he I think pretty sure he's talking to. No. Yeah. G- Gina she, she's the, she's there filming. No, 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 no. This is before she's filming him. Oh, yeah, I think they're at a dinner and she was he was like saying what happened. And he's like, did you fuse with it? No, we have become one or something. We have become Brundlefly, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're both standing at that point. This, this might be after he, they go through his his collection inside the the medicine cabinet. Yeah, that's part of the same the same scene. It's part of the same sequence. Up. It's part of the same sequence, but she's not filming yet when he says right. It the first time. Yeah, that's well. That's what I meant. That's the time. That's when she comes to visit. They start talking. He says Brundlefly. They talk some more. Then he goes to filming. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, okay, it's not. Okay, I, I don't know if that's the same one. Either way. <laughs> anyway. Which scene but, was it again? So number six. Uh, yeah. Brundlefly. <laughs> but this is, this is like what happens like the alternate universe, uh, alternate, yeah, I guess alternate universe of Spider-Man. He gets bit by a spider and he doesn't turn into Spider-Man. He turns into, well, he turns into spider or he turns into Parker spider, I don't know. And then, no, <laughs> Spider's man. 
I just learned about Spider's Man. Spider's Man's a thing? Yeah, Peter Parker falls into a giant colony of radioactive spiders, and all the spiders eat him, but gain his consciousness. So he still looks like a, you know, a human, but underneath the suit is just like billions and billions of spiders all together, acting as one. Well, that's disturbing. Well, I'm saying more he turns into the uh, to a spider the way this guy's turned into a fly, and he, so he's Parker Spider. Ah, I see. <laughs> all right, anyway. <laughs> Spider's uh, man is the best. Alex, number five. My number five is <laughs> uh, this just shows you how obsessed Seth is in converting this machine into human transportation because teleporting inanimate objects, it's still freaking amazing. Yeah. It's still a, a revolution of science. I can teleport like shipments of whatever, of boxes from one place to the other side of the country instantly. He should have just stopped right there. Obviously, he didn't. He's obsessed with this whole thing, but that just amazed me. I was like, damn, it's awesome. Stop. <laughs> just please don't. Well, I mean, like that would have been the next, like as soon as he put that out in the world, people would have been asking about that. He would have to have an answer for that. Yeah. It'll turn and, you and, been, out. and then in turn, he would have been driven <laughs> to be the one to figure it out first. Sure, but... The answer is it'll turn you inside out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean, obviously, just, yeah, just... there was there there was definitely uh, pissing in God's eye in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, mm-hmm. on to my number five, uh, and that would be the just that one of the gross stuff is when his fingernails start falling off and he's pulling them off and his whole decay. But the the fingernail one really got me. Yeah, I have a little bit of fun to say about that, yeah. Yeah, then he squeezes it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, plus, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, all of his decay, but the fingernail one really got me. Because, like, because less stuff, you got not used to with his teeth and other stuff, and the fingernails. That's my number five. It got him to stop chewing his nails, though. Yeah, it did. No, it didn't. Because in the next scene, he's still got the, like those gloves on, and he's still chewing on the end of the glove. <laughs> yeah, but not on his nails. Well, yeah. Specifically, <laughs> that's true. Technically correct. I, d- uh, I did think it was. I, I thought that was really funny that he started chewing. Yeah, on his that, gloves. That, that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> hey, one question. So when he the, like, early in the movie before he's Brundlefly and he he's sleeping with Gina Davis and he like he's sleeping on a circuit board or something and he gets all those scratches in his back and then later on when he does get fused and then he that's where the hairs grow out like why did the hairs grow out of the wound i I don't understand that i figured it was because that part was healing itself already so instead of uh healing itself with like normal like human dna since it was already fused it's healing with both of them at the same time uh basically what alex is saying um i think at the end of the movie, when when she uh, jumping ahead here, and obviously we're way past spoilers, but when she rips his jaw off, um, oh. he and he basically sheds the like his outer skin. Like that's I think that's more what that might be, where like the inside of him is turning into the the half fly already, oh, and so the I hairs and and because that there's holes in the skin, it's sticking out there. Okay. Gotcha. That was already exposed. All right, that makes sense. Yeah. 
That's why, like, he's so at, the, at, the, at that at that point in the movie, he's not like just randomly mutating. He's shedding that that outer like shell. It's like weird. It's a, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. I like how he's like sleeping on one of those. That's like sleeping on Legos. Like even yeah. worse. And well, oh, that's know. where that went. Well, like that guy's like, fuck like e prom or whatever. But it was it was yeah. It was like stuck way in his back. Like <laughs> and they they do a close up on it. Like like go to the hospital for that shit. <laughs> you know, just be like, oh, I'm back to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> I hope he had a tetanus shot. Yeah, which well, even offers to get some disinfectant on it. And he's like, nah. I'm about to become Brundlefly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think Scott number five. Number five. Uh, speaking of gross scenes, uh, so yeah, there's there's some all time uh, makeup and uh, and some practical effects going on here. Uh, the the limb melting at the end of the movie uh, from John Getz's character. I don't even know what the fuck his name was until I saw it in the credits. It's really weird. It's, in the movie, his name is Stathis Borans. I've never heard either one of those names. But anyway, uh, yeah, when he gets his hand melted off and then his and then his foot. Uh, But the hand, though, they they went to town on that. (laughs) That still holds up. Um, it, It looked like a much better version of like Raiders or um poltergeist although i I, yeah. I admittedly i don't i haven't seen the poltergeist scene in a while but of, of like the face the skin melting off um like that was gruesome uh that mm-hmm. that's like some all-time uh some gore uh in, in that scene and i i, I definitely appreciated it uh, and john gets too is is like freaked out and i like that um he basically just goes into shock, which uh, yeah. I, which I think is really cool, because um, that that's what would happen. Like he probably might have passed out from the pain first, but yeah, he's just basically in utter shock there um, at, at what's happening uh, from the pain. I'm sure the psychological aspects of it too is not helping. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just seeing his hand melt away, and Goldblum too. Just look on his face, <laughs> just like the sick kind of entertained fascination with what it is that he's doing. Ugh. Yeah, the lip melting scene. Number five. Nice. All right. Alex, number four. The ape jump scare. And I thought it was really cool because it did make me jump a bit because I forgot about it. But there was no like, like in fucking, I hate jump scares now because there's always like a big loud noise or a big clank or or something like way overblown and stuff. In this scene, everything was like there was no stinger, no nothing, just completely silent. And you just hear the thump right on the on the door with that like bloody stump that like appears for half a second. And I was that's all you needed. It was fantastic. All right, that's it. All right. Well, mine is the final reveal, the full fly transformation. Da-na-na-na. It's pretty gross, but, <laughs> yeah. pretty, but pretty awesome at the same time. <laughs> That's, oh, I'll say it later. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, if you're going to say more later, we'll save it. But yeah, the full flight transformation <laughs> is my so number, cool. number four. Uh, Scott, what's your number four? Let's see. 
Uh, number four, um, kind of, uh, we, we've already touched upon it, the just overall body horror in this movie. Um, so I, I think there's a, at least for me, there's a difference between uh, just like the typical violence and gore um, between uh, mutilation and what happens in this movie, <laughs> mm-hmm. which I would qualify as body horror, um, just kind of the, the the slow and sick transformation that he goes through. It's too much for me. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm in no rush to see any of this again uh, anytime soon. But that, that isn't to say that I wasn't entertained by it, um, but it's just the, I realized not my cup of tea. Um, I, to be fair, I haven't watched a whole lot of the similar things uh, or, or at least things in, this, in, in a similar vein like like a hostel or whatever like I, I'm not too interested in watching movies where people are just getting sliced open slowly like that um, mm-hmm. you know the, the I think the closest thing that we've we've done on the podcast to this uh, would actually be audition yeah um, agreed um, just kind of that slow like the uh, dissolution of, of, of body parts and the uh, um, and it's you can see why this is like held up as a, as a classic, um, but yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> I'm glad that this movie only clocks in about an hour and a half. Like I don't, I don't think I like this has been like one of those two hour jobs. I'm I'm not quite sure how how I would have uh, thought of it at the end. I agree. But you say hold up as a classic, and I think it does. But it's one of those movies you don't hear people talk about anymore. I know, and they should. This movie's amazing. I think because it's not I like it's, it's cause I, I I do think it, it is like the slow burn. Yeah. Maybe that's that's why. I just feel like it doesn't get the love that other movies from the eighties still get that this doesn't. I don't know. Yeah. There's references to like Brundlefly and stuff, but I I don't know. Alright, uh Alex, number three. Uh, pretty much what Scott just said, the slow transformation. Uh, I thought it was amazing. And uh, I thought the pacing was like just right for this movie from from the uh, the tr- as far as the transformation goes, because it wasn't too slow. Uh, but stuff started happening immediately. It was small things like you could see the pock marks on his face and everything. Yeah. Like after a little bit after his, you know, his Spider-Man power <laughs> gymnastics moment. He started getting the puck marks. He started, you know, experiencing. By the way, I just realized that's how his daughter in Jurassic Park 2 got the abilities. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's how she could take on a raptor. It makes Mm -hmm. sense now. Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) But uh, the slow burn and then it it like kind of just comes to a head at the end. It it was fantastic. It's good escalation of everything. It's like textbook. So for me, the movie felt like just right in length from beginning to end. And I got to say, just as a, I, I don't know if you guys have this as uh, on your list, but honorable mention to the movie, just ending. It's not on my list, but yeah, it's awesome. It's over. Yeah. yeah there's no, there's no like, Oh, like a, a month later or something, you know, Gina Davis is fine and getting over it and everything's, everything is going to be okay. It's like, Nope. Well, movie's I, over. I, I think, and I gleaned some of this from the from the trivia that 
But there was like a thing that they they tacked on they they removed um, that that showed her having more dreams basically. Was it her at the park with uh, uh, her son, John Connor, and her grandson pushing <laughs> on the swing, and her talking into a tape recorder? Yeah, it was kind of weird. Yeah. No, she had a dream she was in a pirate movie <laughs> or an all-girls baseball team. This that one's much better. Be <laughs> that's the only other Gina Davis movies that I know. What else is she in? I should look this up. The Long Kiss Goodnight? I think yeah. that's on my list. We, I think, we, I think we, we talked about it a long time ago. I think. Oh, that movie's great. Oh, Thelma and Louise. Yeah. Hero. Not the Jet Li moon. Um, anyway, all right, so we're on to my number three, which is the pods. Alex already talked about it, but the design of them is, is really cool. Like I said, it doesn't work for as a consumer product, but as a prototype, it works, and it made it really scary and scientific, science fiction-y and all Science-y, that. So yeah. That, that was really, really cool. Um, the keyboard built into the side of his thing was a little bit weird. I know where this is... 86, but I still think we had, you know, keyboards with a, it looks like a PS2 or serial connector on it. I think think the movie we did last week. (laughs) Hello, computer. That's right. They had Macs in 86. So yeah, he could have been using a Macintosh. Why why was CEN's built in? Like he's typing like, is it a drafting board? Like he's on a front. That's not very ergonomic, Goldblum. I think it's maybe because he had to design this computer from the ground up in order to get the teleportation working. Maybe because he's like six five, like he's just not comfortable with a normal desk. <laughs> yeah, that's is what he came up with. By the way, Goldblum had the Goldblum walk already in this movie. <laughs> yeah, he's such a weirdo. Go- Goldblum definitely goes full Goldblum, Goldblum in this. I'll talk about that in a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which okay, I'll, I'll see. I'll wait for you to say it. If not, then I'll bring something up too. So anyway, pod designs my number three. Uh, Scott, what's yours? So my number three is is Goldblum, um, and oh, the reason he's not one or two is just because my one and two I thought were uh, again some all time stuff. Um, I, have to, I, I have to be careful how I phrase this. This this is such a weird performance from Goldblum, <laughs> but but normally if I were to say that, I I would mean that this actor is going outside of how you usually see them. And, and doing something weird. Like most recently, I think we talked about like, Kevin Costner in uh, Silverado. Like that was a weird performance for him. Um, yeah. th- this, I mean, he's just being so Goldblum, like dialed up to 11. Um, and it, it, at first, I, I, I was like, I wasn't into it. And it's weird at the beginning of the movie. There, there's, all, there's, there's a few really weird... Um, cuts where the scene's just like starts and the camera's already on his face and he's just talking, he's just mid-sentence. Um, it was a weird thing for for Cronenberg to, to do with him. Uh, but yeah, and it's, again, half of his dialogue is the stream of consciousness stuff. Um, just just how on, on an emotional level he plays uh, Seth Brundle after he starts going through his transformation when, he, when they start piling on all the makeup, like it, it's such a weird, uh, like take on, on, I, I think as an actor, 
to, to what's what's actually happening to him. Um, I, I just I can't imagine anybody else <laughs> go bloom after mm-hmm. just seeing this. Um, and I I really don't I, I like words kind of fail me. Um, he he just goes like dramatic. Um, he he does. I do think he does some great um, physical acting here. Um, he starts as the movie goes on. He, he keeps throwing in more and more ticks. Um, where he starts bringing his hands closer to no, his face. No, he's, he's a he's a fly. He's not a tick. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got confused there. <laughs> um, you know, he, he starts the eye twitches. Um, you know, he starts with his tongue a lot more like to the front of his mouth. Um, you know, when he talks. Yes, without the oops. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's just a lot of acting he's just doing with his eyes. Like, he's, again, he's got all that makeup on. Um, it, it just, again, it's, it's just an all time bizarre performance, but it works. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 again, appreciated what, what was being done here is again, a bit much at points. Uh, you know, you never go full Goldblum, but, um, he had to, yeah, it's just for, for what, what they were going for with this and just, just what he brought to it. Uh, I, I think um, really worked here. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's my number three. It's just again, Goldblum just being weirdo. I 100 mm-hmm. agree, and uh, this is well. This is my number one. Just Goldblum makes this movie, and I'll talk about it more then. But I agree, Scott. What, we're good or bad? It's Goldblum, and he's <laughs> yeah. a perfect perfect for this role. Agreed. What the hell? Anyway. My chair is vibrated for some reason, and my phone's not even in my pocket, so... Oh, oh ghost chair. Ooh. You know, there's a whole phenomenon. Uh, <laughs> phenomenon. Uh, where people feel like their phone's vibrating in their pockets, even when they when the phone's not doing it. Yeah, ghost right. phone. Or the phone's not there. Yeah, this is, is that like people who lose their hand and then they they think they have a pain in their finger. You know what? We, yeah. you, you joke, but there, there might be some correlation there. Yeah, phantom phone. Because we're so used to to having the phone there. Yeah. Mm. So is this? So I did not watch this movie when it came out. So my first gold blue movie is Jurassic Park that I remember him being in. Um, but he made a that lot Independence, of movies. That Independence Day. That's after Jurassic Park. Oh really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you guys remember him from anything? Like at the t- when you saw him at the time, like now, yeah, obviously the flies before that, Silverado, which we just watched recently. Um, Buckaroo Bonsai. Buckaroo, exactly. Buckaroo Bonsai. But did you see that at the time or did you see that later? Uh, well, at the time, kind of. It was, again, another, like, I think it, this one was a Betamax that I saw. Okay. Over at my parents' house. But, yeah, I was a kid when I saw it. Nice. Yeah, I definitely would have seen Silverado. Um, I would have seen. Um, There's the big chill, the right stuff. Might have seen oh, the big chill. Fucking Death Wish one. <laughs> Death Wish. Oh, that's his. That's his very first credit on here. He's freak number one, so I doubt you remembered him from the movie with that with that kind of credit. No, but I saw it as an adult, like watching it again, and I'm like, "That's Jeff Goldblum." Oh yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, later on, because like, yeah, I saw a movie called The Sentinel. 
That's the member, Alex, we've talked about that movie from the Bravo thing. And does someone build a robot and they forgot about it? <laughs> Remember that? No? No? What? There's a, there's a lady. She's in this haunted apartment or whatever. And she, <laughs> she there's a scene in the show that we watch where she walks up. And also, the door closes and there's some just old naked dude just walks through her room. And then it cuts to um, like the guys from the upright Citizens Brigade, which ended up, these guys are famous now. What they're, um, anyway, they're like two people in movies all the time now. It's I like Tom, Tom Lennon. Oh, God. Right. Who's the guy in the face from, um, <laughs> he shoots Zach Galifianakis <laughs> in the face in the Vegas movie. Or the kid shoots him, but he's the cop in the... Oh, that guy. Rob Riggle? Yes, exactly. Yeah, Rob that Riggle. guy's great. But yeah, he's like one of the guys like talk comedy on the scene. And I'm like, well, who was that guy? Is that a grandpa? Did you build a robot and forgot about it? <laughs> you don't remember this, Alex? You and I used to crack up from it all the time. Anyway, totally on a tangent. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum's in this movie, like a very small part, but he's dubbed, which is the weirdest thing ever. Huh. That's, That's it. Weird. I'm glad I yeah. brought up this story. I like stories. <laughs> I, do, I do remember from oh, we did a weird movie with Cindy Lauper called Vibes. That I remember seeing. Anyway, hmm. called what? Vibes. Vibes. Oh, I see it. Because he's also in a movie called Saint Ives. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, that was me. Out of where we have now. Uh, uh, my number two. Oh, your number two. Which is Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> or Goldblum. I thought his ramping up of his Goldblumness was amazing in this film. Uh, you got right off the bat eccentric weirdo. He doesn't really. Even Gina Davis like comments on it. It's like you don't really talk to a lot of people. Uh, you know, and he doesn't. He's very reclusive. Uh, I don't think it's just because he wants to keep his teleporter secret, but just because that's who he is. And uh, when he starts flying like off the handle, no pun intended, uh, that when when uh, Gene Davis doesn't want to go in the pod and he's like, what are you afraid to go to the next level? And he's treating it like this some sort of guru drug trip type of thing that he wants everybody to do to purify themselves. He just goes through a, a lot. And it was great to see in film. And like you said, Scott, when he was adding more ticks, like more fly like shakes and stuff. Whenever he was talking, just fantastic. I will say, did he did he look a little bit like Michael, Michael Jackson from Thriller? At one of those makeup points. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I, I, I see. I, you know what? I, I, I can picture what you're talking about, Alex. There's a every once in a while I had to do double take. Yeah, it was close. Yeah. And like I said, yeah. Until they went full fly, up until then, it was obviously still him in the makeup, but you could just tell with his eyes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know if you guys have this on your list, but the uh, wall crawl? No, oh, that was cool. No, I will mention, yeah, I thought I thought that was uh, some cool filming that they did. Yeah, that was awesome. I would love to see, like, the giant rig that they had to do to, to turn the room around and stuff. Because I think that looks better than the little under-the-bridge scene in Interview with a Vampire. Because in that scene, you could actually tell that the camera was shaking a little bit here and there from all the mechanics and stuff. But in this one, it was, it was like solid. Like I couldn't tell when when the room was moving. 
until like Goldblum like had to you know walk around the ceiling and and the wall and everything. That was amazing. That looked really good. It was really good. Good call. All right, uh, on to my number two, and this is the dream sequence, the birth scene. Uh, <laughs> Gross. Yeah, I do remember this movie, this scene, because it was yeah, you know me freaked too. me out when I was young. You know, when I watched not younger, well, I was younger, but <laughs> it's like I said, I saw this after college. But also, this is also one that's pointed out in that Bravo documentary that I watched. But yeah, just the doctors all freaking out and her going ah, screaming, and they just pull out the fucking larva. Whatever the hell it is. Oh, it's all Maggie. bloody. Twitching and everything. You got a Ugh. robot somehow simulated thing. Oh, look at that. Cronenberg pulled it out of her. Yeah. Gina Davis gave birth to a maggot. It's pretty disgusting. Okay, yeah, that was gross. All right. Scott, number two. Uh, exact same thing. Yeah, the, the <laughs> I written down as the birthing scene. Uh, yeah, everything you went over, Jeff. Uh, when the scene started up, there there was almost like a a like, a, like I, I was transported back to being a kid. I, I don't know how to describe it because I, I must have seen that scene when I was a kid. Like, because because my dad gave no fucks about like <laughs> whatever was on TV yeah. and us seeing whatever it was that he was watching. Um, but I I, I I vaguely remember that scene. It must have really stuck with me because I was like, yeah. oh, God. Uh, I'd say so. Yeah. Um, and it it yeah, it's it's an all timer, uh, like singular horror scene. Um, <laughs> I, 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 one, of the, one of the things I think that makes it really effective, though, is that like they keep at this point, you, you've gone back to, to Brundle's uh I, I don't want to call it apartment, but his his lab, home, whatever, and it just gets grosser and grosser in this, this state of disarray, and mm-hmm. he's gross, and all these gross things are happening, and all of a sudden you're you're in a hospital, which is you know this is supposed to be this like ultra sterile environment, and the the lighting changes is because they're in the hospital, you have the fluorescent lights instead of the the, the dark, dingy. Uh, um, barely lit uh, warehouse where, where he was living. Um, and all of a sudden, the horrible shit's happening there. Uh, it was just uh, a, a great uh, way to, to, to set up that whole scene or, or to lead into that scene eventually, anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, oh, God, that is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would you say that Maggot was doing yeoman's work? I would. <laughs> I mean, probably not for the trivia, it could have been like a guy under that table, like his arm and a puppet, like in between Gina Davis's legs. <laughs> Even grosser. Gina Davis. Oh, since you're talking about it, because I remember in the because we also watched The Fly, too, which is far inferior to this movie, obviously. But in the beginning of that movie, they kind of recreate or they have an alternate scene where Gina Davis actually does give birth, but this, not to a maggot, but to like a little, like a pupa or something. Is that part, was that scene part of the uh, cut material? No. Did it say in the trivia? No, no. I don't, I don't, okay. I don't think, yeah, I think that was just for the sequel. Okay. Because, yeah, they pop open that pupa and there's a, a human baby inside of it. 
weird. Pretty gross. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, running number one, Alex. That's right. And I don't say this much about because I don't like body horror movies at all. But this one is just phenomenal. It's fantastic. And I think it's a, a lot of it has to do because I don't really like the torture porn, you know, toward like Saw or Hostel. Like you said, I, yeah, they're, they're, they make me feel more uncomfortable and I don't enjoy the movie as much. But this one, I was just fascinated that every stage of the metamorphosis that he was going through. And <laughs> I think I tweeted live tweeted this <laughs> when I was watching the movie. I, I was in between gags. I was going, oh, that's awesome. Like <laughs> for this final transformation and this jaw ripped up. Oh, my gosh. Just thinking about it. I seriously haven't gagged it watching a movie since uh, Dead Alive. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. This I, movie's I, amazing. I was glad that I that I was not watching this while I was eating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And my wife from the other room, you better not be throwing up in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. Oh my gosh. Like, I'm not a sympathetic puker, but man, every time he spit up that white goop, ugh. Vomit <laughs> trap. Yeah. And then when he finally, that whole final shed of his skin, that's what really got my stomach turning really bad. And it's very few movies that can do that. There you go. Well, the first, time, the first time he does it to the donut. <laughs> and he still has some oh. of his humanity left. He's like, oh, that's disgusting, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. I like she hugs so- him right after that. Oh, my God. I know. That, that was the grossest part. Too. That was, that was that the grossest was the part. I, I, well, that was my... That was my first gag. <laughs> it's like, oh, his ear just fell out, and you're pressing your ear against it. It's a hole. <laughs> his ear falling off is exactly like Dead Alive. Yeah. <laughs> That's another parallel that I think got my gross motor going. <laughs> like, yeah, I could, I could not fucking believe that he does the vomit drop thing. And then, like, two seconds later, she's, like, hugging him. Like, no. No, don't touch him. It's just, right like, Anna, it's just like Anna can kill in all the sand people, and that's when Padme fell in love with him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what... Mm-hmm. He's got Padme syndrome. <laughs> that's, uh, I guess that's what revs her engine. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's gross. All right, well, mm-hmm. on to my number one week, you guys have already both mentioned uh, Goldblum. Um. He, he makes he was really good in this uh, this part and like, like you said later when he's kind of mid transformation like oh that's pretty disgusting isn't it like he's like you just mentioned uh, when he's doing the first part like him just putting all the sugar in the coffee for the first like when he's still kind of normal but like after his like you said his, his exercise night and you know she made the joke you like some coffee with your sugar and he just keeps adding sugar and just his whole performance in this was was pretty good um we don't really talk about when his night on the town where he's just try, he's just trying to find a chick that will put him in the teleporter so she can keep up with his sexual prowess. And mm-hmm. <laughs> that's when the, the finger milk starts coming out in the arm yeah. wrestling. Junior Davis even makes a, a point that you, you must be out of fluids by now. Like, yeah. God. Um, but yeah. Goldblum. Pretty damn good. That's my number one. Scott. Uh, so my number one is uh, the the makeup. Uh, they 
came up with for this movie. Um, and, and as the movie ends, they actually, the, the very first like top billing is to the, the guy that came up with it in his production company. Nice. Um, and yeah, it, 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 it holds up. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, there's still quite a few scenes where you go, like, okay, just a dude in makeup, but, um, it, it's all so gross and, and, and when it, when it's like most effective, um, is, is when, uh, you know, the further along it gets, I would say, um, and it's just, yeah, just the, the whole, uh, transformation, how it, it, yeah, just slowly changing throughout the movie until, uh, you get to that final kind of, uh, I don't know, puppet animatronic, but, um, yeah, just all, all the, the stuff they, they do to Goldblum, um, you know, some of the practical stuff again, the fingernails and, ugh. but, uh, yeah, just this, the actual, the main makeup job they do on him and all the scenes where he's basically talking to Gene Davis. Uh, and I, th- I think it won, did it win an Academy Award? Best makeup? It might have. Um, mm. I'm trying to find the, the awards tab on IMDb and I can't find it. Uh, but yeah, I, I do. I do, do think it won an Academy Award uh, for that, and and well deserved. So that's my number one. Very cool. Agreed. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. All right, my last thing is not it's honorable mention, but not really an honorable mention. Um, I just cannot not think of the Misfits song "Return of the Fly" when I hear it <laughs> when I see this movie. And I actually had to research it because I know it wasn't based on this movie, but it's based on the movie Return of the Fly, which is based off, which is a sequel to the original The Fly movie. So, oh, yeah. Vince, was it Vincent Price? Well, yeah. Vincent Price is in, he's in the, the Return of the Fly. I don't know if he's in the original. Oh, okay. The Fly. But yeah, I mean, the song is Return of the Fly, Vincent. I mean, it's, it's not very uh, a deep song. There's like 12 different unique <laughs> words in it. Uh-huh. <laughs> but anyway. So every time I hear this song, I always think of this movie because I haven't seen the other movies, so I just think of the Gold Bloom one. Like, Return to Fly with Jeff Goldblum. There mm-hmm. you go. Rumble Play. Uh, Anything I'll, else? I'll, I'll mention... Uh, go, go to Alex. No, you go ahead. Uh, I'll mention to Particle Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, like, it was supposed to be some, like, a big deal in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but... I guess it was, and there for whatever reason. I, I, so I get that the the guy in charge wants to keep Gina Davis close, so that's why he's employing her. But she seems to not like give a shit or know anything about the scientific community as a whole. <laughs> She's just a damn good reporter. She's not even a really good reporter. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that just I, I it did make me uh, chuckle to think of Particle Magazine. Mm-hmm. Maybe Omnil buy it. He's like, okay, well, wait a minute. <clears throat> well, I just wanted to say you might be wondering why we're doing a horror movie in September. Basically, because we said, "Fuck it, we're starting Halloween early." <laughs> we didn't do that intro. 
I can explain ourselves at the beginning. I agree, but it sounds like we just edited that in, and you just came. <laughs> you just said it. it feels nope, like it was a bad edit job. We're no. doing it live. <laughs> yeah, folks, we're starting Halloween early because what the fuck are what else are we gonna do? Yeah, Christmas should still start December first. Fuck that. Halloween early. Bam. Yeah, I've been to Home Depot like a million times since I got my new house, and. uh no, no Christmas decorations yet, but Halloween's been up for a couple weeks already. And I'm just waiting for Christmas stuff to come up Ugh. soon. Ugh. I know. All right, well, let's rate this movie. As usual, we rate on a scale of 1 to 7, 1 being absolute garbage, 7 being perfection. Mm-hmm. So, Alex, what do you rate The Fly? This movie's a solid 6. Uh, okay. Nice, compact Great ramping up from beginning to end. It grossed me out enough to almost puke. It's got everything. And it was uh, Mel Brooks production. That's right. Oh, the Brooks films? Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Not very funny. <laughs> That's why it was hilarious. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I'm rating this. Jeez, I can't talk right now. Maybe I'm becoming hair. <laughs> Hard <laughs> to fly, Jeff fly. Yeah. Anyway, I give it a five. I like this movie a lot, but it is—it's a hard watch. It's—it's kind of gross. I'm with you guys in the body horror stuff. Um, I've seen this. This is my second time seeing it, so I can't say it falls into my sixth category for me. But I definitely enjoy it, and I'll watch it again in another ten years. Scott, <laughs> yeah, you got to give him some breathing room. Yeah, the like again, some some of the couple of the horror scenes and the makeup definitely push it up there in the upper echelon of, of, of horror movies but yeah I'm in no rush to, to, to watch this again right away um, so yeah it'll probably be a while before I, I would even think about seeking it out myself so I will also give it a five alright sounds good and now we're on our crossover list which is what Alex our top five transformations got it Mm-hmm. What was that? Right. The, did any of you guys have that? Uh, oh, I'll talk about it later. Okay. Well, what's your number five? My number five is from a video game. <laughs> uh, a game that took a lot of uh, quarters from me as a kid. Altered Beast. Oh, nice. <laughs> game is awesome. Rise from your grave. Oh, the transformation animation. Every time the screen would just take up the whole screen. Yeah, I'm a fucking wolf. I did it. And that wasn't even your final form. I know. And then that dick face took all your orbs. So then you had to start over being a milquetoast human again. With the the world's weakest front kick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. These guys were not soccer strikers. I'll tell you that much. All right. Um, we'll go on to my number five. And mine, I had to pick one comic book one. And initially thought Steve Rogers, but he only does he only transforms once and never transforms back. So I am going with Bruce Banner, the Incredible Hulk. Nice. It happens multiple times in the movies. And you don't really see the transformation that much anymore. It was kind of only in the first couple of like, right. Yeah, in the last two, yeah, you don't. Yeah, and even in the other movies, you don't see him transform. He's just like he's either Banner or Hulk. But when you do see it, it's awesome. I and mean, it's painful and everything. You can tell he's not trying to do it, uh, like especially like the Avengers movie. Um, anyway, Bruce Banner, the Hulk, 
is my number five. Scott. The Lawnmower Man. Uh, <laughs> so the, the physical transformation is pretty slight. Uh, but Jeff Fahey. <laughs> Uh, he goes from uh, from dithering simpleton uh, to, to super genius to to CGI to shitty CGI uh, construct. Um, it's mm-hmm. one for the ages. Uh, anybody who's not seen Lawnmower Man, do yourself a favor. Yeah, and then listen to our podcast on it because we yeah. Like that. yeah yeah and then uh, you know mini mini transformation is the monkey. The beginning of the movie. God. <laughs> to be honest, that's the only part I remember about that movie. The sit, I remember the shitty CGI and then the monkey laser tag at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> All right, uh, Alex, number four. <laughs> My number four is actually from a comedy. <laughs> it's kind of slight, but it gets funnier every time you see him. And it's Dom Wuganowski from. Uh, Fucking, what's that movie? Something, about, something Mary. about Mary. Yeah, something about Mary. Thank you. Uh, Chris, what's his face? Woogie. Cabin boy. Uh, yeah, throughout the movie, just keeps getting more and more hives on his face, and he gets like itchy and twitchy and everything. He's <laughs> like Woogie. He's like, this is Woogie. Yeah, Dom Wuganowski. Uh. <laughs> uh. That was great. Nice. All right. Uh, my number four is something that was actually just mentioned uh, not too long ago. It would be Michael Jackson's transformation in the music video Thriller. Oh, there it is. Thriller, thriller night. He transforms to a young male, to a dancing werewolf slash vampire. I don't even know what he's supposed to zombie, whatever he's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, in that. He's, cool. <laughs> he's a lich. I think he's a dancing lich. All right. Well, that lich could dance mm-hmm. like a champ, and uh, I'll be a son of a lich. <laughs> He's a king of pop. <laughs> so that there lich sure can dance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thriller is my number four. Scott, number four is uh, it's a movie that I added to my list as as I thought of this. Uh, so minor spoiler if you guys haven't seen it, uh, but that'd be for Slither. Um, at one point, the the main characters stumble across uh, a barn where one of the characters uh, has had a rather dramatic transformation. And, uh, uh, yeah, I'll just kind of leave it at that uh, for anybody that knows what I'm talking about. They explode uh, into worms. Oh, you see, you have seen it. <laughs> yes. uh, I haven't seen it, but I've seen that clip. Okay. Well, the woman, yeah, this poor woman has turned this basically this giant egg sack. Um, and she says, I think there's something wrong with me. Which is hilarious. James That's Gunn? The, James Gunn, yeah, James I was about to ask. Nathan Fillion. Fillion! I forgot that he was in it. I just know James Gunn directed it. And, and The Rook was in it. Yeah, I gotta watch that movie. Wait, is that why The Rook's in Guardians? Ah, oh, it probably is. There it is. Yeah. I never put that yeah. together before. Yeah. Hmm. Plus, uh, I still have to watch Tromeo and Juliet, too. Never seen it. I've never seen that. That's, but Scott, you that can't not first, spoil a movie from film. 2006. Get out of here. <laughs> well, no, I was no, I, I, I was talking to you guys because it's on my list now. Oh. Noise. That's a good one. 
All right, so Alex, number three. My number three is RoboCop. I thought it was such an innovative and unique <laughs> transformation because <laughs> you don't get to see it because <laughs> they didn't have the budget for it. But he also didn't choose. I mean, I don't never. I guess never mind. It's just it's a funny transformation. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's terrifying. Uh, but yeah, Peter Weller gets all shot up, <laughs> dead, and then just through his perspective. They, you see all the scientists working on them and stuff and putting on that, that cool screen and screwing in the the stuff. It's pretty yeah. awesome. Hey, that guy, like that one of the head doctor dick guys who calls so, him Iron Butt. Who doesn't, doesn't <laughs> the, call him the, Iron Butt, the, but he's talking about his back. Fantastic War guy? Yeah, War. It's fantastic. Fantastic. Wait, what's his name? <laughs> Uh, Miguel Ferrer. Yeah. That guy's a dick. <laughs> Ferrer Rocher. <laughs> what, what? What? Why is he dick? Oh, can Robocop. I don't oh, know. Oh, character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he passed away recently. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that sucks. Well, I like probably might have been that recent, but yeah, it, was, it wasn't too long ago. 2017. Three okay. years ago. Okay. All right. Good one, Alex. I don't forgot what you said already. All right, my number three <laughs> is uh, this is I don't know if it's a cheat, but it's the transformation of an alien from egg to mouth. What do you, what do you call them? The crawlers, the face, huggers. face huggers, face huggers to the alien. That whole transformation thing. I, I love that whole thing. So xenomorph from an egg to a mouth hugger, face hugger. Plant the egg and people, and then they incubate, and then you pop out, and you're a little baby, and you go, hello, my darling, hello, my darling, and then you turn into an alien later. <laughs> Not again. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's got to hurt. got to hurt. John Hurt. All right, Scott, number three. Number three is Cap. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, oh, Scott. Damn. damn. Nice. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, Steve Radges. <laughs> Steve Radges. And then... uh <laughs> and then, you, then you see uh, uh, Peggy Carter sploosh. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. As we all did watching that scene. Oh, hell yeah. Men and women. Right, guys? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Anyway, uh, number three. Yeah, cat. All right. Alex, number two. My number two is... Oh, the amazing transformation in American Werewolf in London. Oh, it's my number two as well, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Sorry, it was so iconic. It's so fantastic. Oh, it hurts just trying to remember everything and claws coming out. The, the look of fear and pain at the same time before it turns into a full werewolf. Awesome. Yeah. Everything you said. Rick Baker. And the song's cool, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good song. Werewolf in London. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and, and like, yeah, they, they always talk about how it was like not in the dark. Like you do the old ones, like Lon Chaney or whatever, it's in the dark. And this one's just like in the guy's living room with all the lights on. Yeah. Yeah. How about the transformation of his dead buddy who keeps visiting him and every deteriorating more and more every time he sees him? <laughs> oh. Uh. <laughs> That's just sad. All right, well, those are Alex, number two, and my number two. So, Scott, what's your number two? 
Number two, going back to Vigigame. Game. Um, th- mm-hmm. This one uh, is, I, I don't want to say it's subtle. Um, this this one is not, not based on any kind of horror, but Final Fantasy IV uh, on Cecil... Um, goes, <laughs> yeah, this is this is a this is like a a, a life changing moment for me in video games. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. Cecil goes goes to Mount Ordeal um, and uh, becomes uh, he, well, he discards the his Dark Knight ways to become a paladin, and his whole little two D sprite completely changes um, along with his class, um, and he again he becomes a paladin. Um, and quite frankly, he sucks at first <laughs> until you can level him up a little bit. And then he's like mm-hmm. powerhouse for the rest of the game. But uh, anyway, yep. Cecil, Final Fantasy IV. Awesome. His hair gets fabulous, too. Yeah, it does. It's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, Alex, what's your number one? Uh, pretty sure you guys are, might have this on your number one also. But the thing is everything in the thing. Not so on my list. Not on my list. Dude, fucking amazing when they're tied to the chair. And what's his face? It wasn't Windows. Who was the guy that ends up transforming? No, it was Windows. No, it was the guy that says, I don't want to go with Windows. Because Windows gets killed. Before, Like, I don't think he was a thing. No, I'm pretty sure Windows is the one that transforms in that scene. Really? Yeah. Well, oh shucks, I'm gonna have to watch the thing again. <laughs> it's awesome. The stomach scene with the defibrillators, the the dogs, ah, everything transforming in that movie's phenomenal. Da da phenomenal. Phenomenal. Very cool. All right. Well, my number one, which I can't believe was not on your list, is from District Nine. Turns into a oh, fucking prawn. Fucking shit, prawn. that was good too, yeah. Prawn. Which I can't believe we have not done on this podcast, so I added it to my list. You oh, sure shit, we haven't? I thought we did. Yeah. Pretty sure we, we did. did. Hmm. I assume we didn't. I will check it out. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> fucking prawn. Um, yeah. I already forgot the character's name in it. Chris Mozart Farris. or something. I forgot. I What's his name? Oh, Mozart. <laughs> uh, well, it's... I think it's We did not do District 9. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Jeez, what's wrong with your face? <laughs> I knew it. Is it like the... The aliens, like Christopher... Wickes. Wallace. Wickes oh, yeah, Van Wickes. De Mira. Anyway, he was great. Uh, and then, yeah, his whole fight slowly at the very end. He's full on prawn. prawn. Never go full on prawn. Never go full prawn. <laughs> <laughs> Look like a prawn. Act like a prawn. Not a prawn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott. What's your number one? Uh, also not horror. Uh, and there are many transformations in this, but it's always the same transformation, even though it's happening to different people. Hmm. Uh, and that would be. Being John Malkovich. <laughs> nice. Malkovich, Malkovich. Malkovich, Malkovich. So, hey, Malkovich, heads up. My number one. Very good. Nice. 
damn, pretty good diverse lists. Yeah, we only have a Hugh and I are the only duplicate, I think, with Yeah. American Werewolf. Yeah. In oh. London. <laughs> Werewolf Dundee. Uh honorable mention to He Man. <laughs> By the power of Grayskull. Well, I have honorable mention to Optimus Prime. <laughs> Yeah, I thought he was going to be on your list. Just, just Optimus Prime? <laughs> well, I don't really know many other Transformers. Oh, like Megatron and Soundwave, Why don't you say, like, just nice. I think a blanket Transformers probably works. <laughs> Bumblebee. Yeah, Optimus Prime is better. Motormaster, Starscream. Sound effect. Uh, I could have done GoBots. The GoBots. <laughs> I will give you $10, sir, if you can name me one GoBot. Uh, airplane commander, commander airplane or something. I forgot his name. <laughs> I'll be keeping my ten dollars, thank you. <laughs> Did I ever tell you okay, I bought my niece? Uh, oh no, it was my niece or my nephew. Oh, well, I brought one of them a transformer. And it's just this big green truck. I have no idea. That. Uncle Jeff, what, what's it called? I'm like. Captain Green Truck. <laughs> For like a year, right. they would call yeah. it Captain Green Truck. And then like one day they were watching what's a cartoon on Netflix. And, they, and they, when like next time I came over, like, Uncle oh, Jeff, we found out what his name is. It's not Captain Green Truck. I'm like, no, nah, I'm pretty sure it's Captain Green Truck. <laughs> You're a liar. <laughs> so, yeah, there it is. I'm pretty sure I was right with Commander Airplane. I only have GoBots now. <laughs> the GoBots. The GoBots. Hmm. <laughs> I think I broke the internet by looking for GoBots. Oh, shit. It's like, oh, man, what? Somebody's looking about GoBots. <laughs> internet was not prepared for this. All right. So, are we done? Is it time yeah. for Alex No Sports? I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? Uh, so I guess sports are happening. Teams are winning. Teams are losing. Yeah, they are. But uh, one cool little tidbit is that the NCAA is giving its players a day off on election day to go vote. Yeah. We should all get that for Pete's sake. I'm just saying. It should be a national holiday. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Maybe. I thought that was pretty cool. A uh, step in the red directions. So let's keep it going. Do you really need a whole day off to vote? Yes. Let me let me we ask you a question. Two weeks Jeff. ahead of time. Would would you if would you not take it if it was available? <laughs> I know. I'm just saying you really don't need it. <laughs> but but the idea is just to ensure that the, the maximum amount of participation in our wonderful democracy. That's right. Well, right. But our wonderful if it takes you a whole day to vote in our wonderful democracy, then there's a problem with it. Yeah. Well, by no, the way, but the very creative name for the leader of the GoBots was named Leader One. So <laughs> there it is. The GoBots. The GoBots. Go Alright, any other sports news? Nope, that's it. Uh Clippers still suck. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. I, so Lakers are going to the semifinals. Uh, or it's not the semifinals, the conference finals. Um, the Clippers are not. Uh, <laughs> are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Uh, the, the the there's been some funny Reddit threads about that, but uh, there's my favorite one so far is just a picture of Laker fans laughing right now 
after the Clippers got taken out, after they basically choked away a series lead. Uh, and it was the, it's a picture of Ray Liotta from Goodfellas. <laughs> that one. Yeah. He's laughing hysterically. Yeah. Are you Remember? laughing, Scott? <laughs> I, w- I wasn't laughing. I, I, I don't know. I, I am a, a, a fan of the Lakers. So, uh, I don't know who I was rooting for as far as that matchup is concerned. I was rooting for the Clippers just because I want to see the Clippers play the Lakers. I'm a I Laker thought, fan too, I mean, but I thought, not no, as much as you I, guys. I, but. I, thought, I thought it would have been cool mm-hmm. to have that all L.A. Yeah. But. Oh, well. Now we're just going to have to settle for another Lakers-Clippers final. Lakers-Celtics final. Yeah, the that, that could happen. Yeah. The world's going to love it. All right. It's time for Neum News. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Okay. Uh, starting off with a, a review of something that I was not planning on watching. Uh, but uh, it was it was watched uh, with some friends. Uh, and that is Mulan. Uh, <laughs> you paid for it, you son of a bitch. Uh, yeah. Yeah, somebody paid for it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, so how yeah. is it? <laughs> you can't, you can't find the words to describe how awesome it was. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I, this was not something that I was particularly excited to see. Um, you know, I, I, there, I admit that there, for me anyway, uh, there is a level of curiosity about how they, they go about making live action versions of each of these movies you know, when I've sat down to watch any of them, I've, I've been less than completely entertained. Um, so this, this, uh, they basically stripped out, as they've done with pretty much all the other ones, but they've stripped out all of the musical numbers. Um, uh, it's it's got a much more adult tone to it. Uh, they 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 thrown in a lot more um, like traditional kind of Hong Kong style filmmaking here um, with some some wuxia um, the go-bots the go-bots <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was really weird when when leader one showed up <laughs> fucking leader one uh, leading the so they didn't so this they didn't call them the mongols directly it, it was some other name I, I forget what it was but uh, oh uh, bad go- what's the bad go-bots name is it not bad go-bots the 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 stay-bots <laughs> wow nice uh, so uh, yeah it's much more of a, a like traditional martial arts movie feel to it um, you know lots lots of uh, well known um, Chinese actors in this at least um, as far as like my limited knowledge here in the, in the west is concerned um, you know overall it was fine. Uh, I, I wouldn't say it was particularly good. Uh, there was a distinct lack of, of Donnie Yen beating asses, so that was disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even know Jet Li was in the movie. Like Jet Li doesn't look like Jet Li anymore, by the way, folks. Uh, yes, he yeah. had some, some makeup and costuming going on, but yeah, he no longer looks like Jet Li. <laughs> It's like, it's like Jennifer Grey. Speaking of like transformations, it's like when Jennifer Grey <laughs> got that nose job. That's basically Jet Li right now. Like, 
Uh, and that, that, that isn't to say that he had any work done. It's just I don't know. He just he doesn't look the same. Uh, he's old. He is, he's he's older. Later. They are. They're all older. That's the crazy thing. Um, but uh, yeah, I, again, some it, it was cool to see some some uh, of these actors and actresses that I've seen in lots of other things, even if they did have smaller parts. Um, the the main actress Liu Fei, I'm gonna butcher their name, but um, she was fine. Um, yeah, it just there, there's uh, you know Disney was going out of the way to not piss off China, so you know the <laughs> and the whole story of Milan is that she's she's basically going against her family's wishes and going against the, the patriarchy and everything and. They kind of all hand wave that away by by her being like ultra devoted to her family. Um, mm. So yeah, that, there we are. Yeah, it was fine. I would. I, I definitely wouldn't have paid the, the thirty bucks or or close to it. Whatever the actual is like twenty something bucks. Uh, and you know I can't necessarily recommend that anybody else do it either, having having seen it now. Um, so yeah, it's just. Wanted to go over that. Yeah, I was not expecting to see it. Uh, and yet I did. Um, mm-hmm. The only other really thing I wanted... The only other thing I really wanted to talk about was the... Well, actually, two things. Another... Two trailers. Um, one that just dropped today, I think. Uh, but one that came out last week. Um, and that is the new Dune trailer. Um, oh, shit. I still haven't the, seen it. Uh, it's directed... Dune, Dune. By Denny Villeneuve. I still don't remember his last name. Uh, what, the name is of the bad go-butts? What is it, Jeff? No, I was saying he pronounced Dilly Villeneuve perfectly. Oh, the way wow. I <laughs> it's like that, that hockey goalie, Mark Dennis, right? Yeah. Uh, he's a we goalie, we. I believe. Um, Jarmere Jogger. Uh <laughs> So anyway, the Dune, anyway. Dune trailer dropped. Uh, it looks good. It looks interesting. I, uh, you know, again, I, I uh, as I said in previous podcasts, um, I, that director's built up some goodwill with me. So uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing this. Uh, I, I do not remember when this was coming out. I'm too lazy to look it up right now. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's got the cast. Um, uh, you know, he, he worked <laughs> Denny Villeneuve, Villeneuve, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, uh, co, um, uh, mm-hmm. what's the word I'm trying to think of? <laughs> co opted, uh, no, uh, somebody that, that works with him often, uh, Dave Bautista is back. <laughs> Is the Beast Robin? So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, oh, cool! Jason Momoa as Duncan Idaho, uh, Thanos as uh, Gurney Halleck, um, as originally played nice. by uh, Patrick Stewart with full Sid skull. Patrick Stewart in mm-hmm. in the. But who's playing the Sting character? I don't know. I couldn't find it. I I, I actually looked it up. I didn't see Fade Rotha by anybody. Um, I did find a very funny gif of 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 Sting though in full like oiled up. I'm sure Alex would like it. 
uh, yeah, I do. greased up and ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is, is Sting <laughs> in that movie. Um, Oscar Isaac is, is the Duke of Trades. Uh, the, the kid that, that's in everything now uh, is, is playing Paul. Um, Zendaya is, is Chani, Chani, Shani. Pretty, pretty good cast. Yeah, so yeah, that yeah. goes on. Uh, Rebecca Ferguson as uh, um, Jessica. Burger. So, yeah. Are um, they going to whisper about the spice? Oh, I can only imagine. <laughs> spice. Spice. For he is the Christmas Slice and dice and spice. Uh, yeah, uh, it can't be. There's no way it can't not be better than David Lynch's effort. So, <laughs> it can't. That's it. I am looking forward to this uh, big, big sci-fi <laughs> temporal movie. And who knows? Because the the material is there for them to like make a shitload of these movies. Although yeah. I don't know that anybody's necessarily be interested in that's that's making this Doom movie into doing that. But uh, um. So that, there that is. I know Jeff loves uh, Dune, so. Mm-hmm. Um, although I, I don't know why I said that, because I hated the movie, too. But I love the books. Uh, anyway, uh, the, <laughs> another trailer just dropped today um, that I don't think anybody really saw coming, but it was probably not a huge surprise, because it's the last game in this series was in 2016, and that was Final Fantasy XV. Uh, a trailer for Final Fantasy 16 dropped um, that was going to be a as a PS5 exclusive, mm-hmm. um, probably PS5 and PC, if I had to guess. But uh, yeah, I, I would like to point out that at, at the beginning of the trailer, it said that all the footage was captured from a PC. Build. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's That's like, how that works. Yeah, yeah. Duty secret about like E3 and stuff. They're like, oh yeah, come demo our game, and then your controller is like connected. Like to a computer, like a PC that's underneath a table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you're actually holding like the controller for that, like the PS4 controller, or whatever. But anyway, um, I, you know, I, I hope people are excited by this. You know, I, I, I didn't really see mm-hmm. much that that made me want to play. Um, it, it looked like they were kind of doubling down a lot of stuff from 15, which I just personally didn't have a lot of interest in um, this seems uh, to have more 15. of a, like a single player bent um, it, 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 a lot of at, at a glance like even though I haven't really played these games too much um, it, it looked a lot like The Witcher like it, it's, it's much more of like a traditional kind of northern European uh, like set fantasy world um, and the the protagonists they look like fucking identical to like all the other male protagonists they've had for like the last ten games. But um, there was only one guy with anime hair though. Yeah, so I appreciated that. Yeah, so I was like already <laughs> like yawning and all that. Um, the only the only thing that looked kind of cool was that it looks like there was going to be a lot of emphasis on the summonings. Um, maybe mm-hmm. even was like. It's somebody that I was talking to about this kind of mentioned like kaiju battles and I thought that might be cool yeah. um, if, if you actually when you summon that you actually take over control of, of, of one of the, the, the traditional Final Fantasy summons and, and use it to, to fight directly um, instead of having it fight on your behalf 
Um, but yeah, it's it's been again, it's been four years. So I imagine this game will be out next year. I don't think they they gave any kind of date, uh, but I would not be surprised. Uh, mm-hmm. However, yeah, I, I again, I'm, I'm a little disappointed because nothing in there was really. Um, you know, calling to me. I'm, I'm old school when it comes to my Final Fantasy, and they've moved so far away from the stuff that I've loved uh, in older Final Fantasies that I, I just don't feel like this series is for me anymore. Uh, you know, I, I, I do hope people enjoy it or, and are excited about it, but that's just not me at this point. And, well, uh, on that note, I, I actually am pretty hyped about it. Well, not hyped, but I'm excited. Okay. To, counter, to counterpoint your opinion. Uh, I, I really like that they're taking it back to more of a medieval aesthetic and there's no like half science, half magic BS that they really tried to shoehorn in every other Final Fantasy since seven. So I like that they're just going, you know, medieval, but there's high magic and high fantasy stuff. Awesome. And I played Final Fantasy 15 and uh, the combat was rough, but it was really fun. So I like that they're bringing that back and hopefully in a bit more polished way so that it flows a little bit better. So uh, we'll have to see. It's just a story that just really just sucked for 15. It, it was awful. So as as long as they have that set, then I'll be happy. All right. So I'm, yeah, well, I'm optimistic, th- cautiously optimistic. Glad somebody's into it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's all I wanted to talk about. Um, Alex, anything you wanted to go over? Uh, yeah, just real quick. They showed some gameplay along with that. For Spider-Man, Miles Morales on the PS5, Ah, which looks amazing. Yeah, it does. It looks so fucking good. No pun intended. Yeah. Oh, it was a pun intended because I haven't seen the. (laughs) Oh, you should. It's great. They had an awesome scene with the the giant, you know, Brooklyn Bridge collapsing and Spider-Man has to go and save it with all his Miles Morales powers. They show off his electric like power boost, his... uh, camouflage like where he's nearly invisible it was awesome just so much good in that trailer cool except yeah. Sony won't let me play their game so forget about it <laughs> well you, you just gotta get a PS5 no <laughs> put it on the PC at least <laughs> but <laughs> you, you, you went all uh, Wahlberg there for a second Jeff no <laughs> All right, my turn? Uh, yeah. I, I, there's nothing else Alex wants to go over? Uh, yeah. Nope. All right, I have a couple things. The Mandalorian Season 2 trailer came out. Oh, yeah. Right. I have not watched it yet. Um, it's good. Yeah. I mean, they don't reveal much, but you can see we're going to see some... Uh, I mean, the returning characters are going to be there. Uh, there's some... There's a Bantha. I'm going to spoil that. There's Bantha Poodoo going on in this, <laughs> in this thing. Some stormtroopers, some, some, yeah, some baby I'm, I'm Yoda. Excited. There's baby, there's the yeah, child, yeah. there's Mando, there's I already forgot. There's Apollo Creed and hey, Mando, the, the, the fighting chick. Mm-hmm. Moblins. I saw Moblins. Yeah. Who's Moblins? <laughs> the Gamorians. Oh yeah, like, there's like shirtless <laughs> Gamorians fighting the boxing ring or something. I don't know what was going on yeah. there. Yeah. Spoilers. But, but the one thing they mentioned, so like they have to return. The whole plot is, I guess, it's the end of the last episode. Is that they have to return the child to its people? Which there's these weird sorcerers out there. Some people call them Jedi's. So that'll be interesting to see. Woo. You know, 
to come from a different, not be in the Jedi world, but an outsider going into the Jedi world. That could be kind of cool. So, yeah, uh, there's that. I, but I also heard today, I don't know if it's true or not, that there was at uh, what's his face. They had problems on the set and uh, the guy who plays the Mandalorian left. He's no longer part of the series anymore. Oh, really? The main actor. Yeah. Pablo Escobar? Yeah, Pablo Escobar. No, not Pablo <laughs> Escobar. He's in a show about Pablo Escobar. It's like Pedro Pascal or something. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So uh, from the article I read, like I said, this is a rumor website, so it might not be true. Probably not true. Um, he wanted more scenes without his helmet on. So it already kind of sounds made up. I mean, I think he would have known that by now. But anyway, hope it's not true. Yeah. But if it is, no big deal because the helmet stays on and they can just... That seems like the know. easiest gig in the world. Like, I would just... <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But so. I mean, I get that the, the source said he was uncomfortable and it was a pain in the ass. And, uh, but anyway. It was even like it. him most of the time. It's like well, John it wasn't Wayne's last season because he didn't cast him until like they were almost done. And this one, I think he was in it more. But anyway, um, I'm looking forward to that. Um, speaking of video games, I saw a documentary on Netflix. I don't know if you guys saw it called High Score. You guys see this uh, one? I've seen two episodes. It. It's really good. Yeah, it's kind of like the history of video games. And like each episode is more about like a specific what changed in video games. So you go for the, like the first coin ops to the first to like Nintendo to Sega. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think like Sega has a whole episode. It's like a whole Nintendo Mario thing. There's a whole Sega like why what happened there like the, you know Nintendo had like 98% of the market and then what Sega had to do to make it cool for teenagers come up with a competitor for Mario being Sega Sonic. does when Nintendo don't yeah they, they mentioned all that stuff uh, they mentioned like, there was a fighting game episode I think with Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat and then it was kind of like networking when like Doom came out and and the 3D uh, stuff so it was pretty cool if you like video games and it kind of stops there so it doesn't go any further than uh basically doom um but it's pretty cool i didn't know that some of these like id software was done by like two guys three guys pretty crazy yeah, yeah. um so that's the documentary i watched um i watched the video game one there was another one i watched what the heck am i not remembering it oh something called uh class action park you guys seen this one hear about this no <laughs> no uh, it's about a, th- a water park, basically a water park slash cheesy. Oh, is this is this about park. Adventure Park, New Jersey? Yes, it's okay. called Action Park. Action oh, Park. Sorry, Action sorry. Park. Yeah, I've I've read all about this. It sounds like stranger than fiction. Yeah, it's like imagine like our wild rivers, but with like it's run by sixteen year olds and it's owned by a guy who. It's just as crooked as hell and he can't get insurance. So he just made up his own insurance company and they came in islands and it's just people getting hurt and killed there all the time. And he just covered it up. And anyway, it's, it's, it's a fun watch on Netflix. The, they have, <laughs> do, do they talk about the water slide with the loop in it? Yes. They talk about the water slide with the loop in it and how they would bribe kids with hundred dollar bills to go down it. Just like, Oh, well, okay, we'll try this now. And just, yeah, they come out all bloody and broken, and yeah. Okay. Cheapest. <laughs> yeah, and it's like you know the scene in Simpsons when like Homer 
like gets stuck in the tube. They oh, just send more kids down to this lodge. It. I mean, <laughs> that kind of stuff basically happened. Like not a fact I get stuck in there, but just like they were just go, 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 and kids would get stuck and get kneed in the face. And yeah, just, uh, and just to clarify, when I, I, I'm pretty sure like everybody knows what I'm talking about, but when I say loop, I mean like a like a vertical loop, <laughs> not not like a water slide out and it loops around in a circle on the way down. Yeah, like a loop <laughs> and a roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. I mean, spoil one part. They talk about yeah. So the first few kids that went through, they didn't make it, or they slammed their face in there. They lost their teeth. Then later on, they kind of got the loop working, but people were getting all cut up because the other kids' teeth were still lodged in the foam padding, so people were <laughs> scraping against their teeth. Oh, yeah. Son God. of a bitch. Yeah. Action Don't first, go there. Right? <laughs> and the fact that it's in Jersey, so you have all these people telling the stories. And if you wouldn't go down, just say, you fucking pussies. And the way they tell the stories and everything. And it was like a rite of passage for those mooks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so check that one out. And then on a movie front, um, I watched my first Pixar movie in forever. I watched Onward. I liked it. It was cute. It was fun. Yeah. Fantasy. Cool. Uh, so yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, um, it sounds like we're good. All right. uh, Don't forget to go to Patreon, become a subscriber. You get access to all sorts of content that we're still publishing out for free. But hey, if you want to give us some money, we appreciate it. If not, just Mm -hmm. subscribe anyway. And uh, yeah, Alex is still doing his quotes from Springfield. Now that Mandalorian 2 is coming back, I will definitely be getting some Star Wars content out there. Um, Yeah, I'm going to try to do an episode, record an episode per Mando episode. So we'll see. We'll see. I say that mm-hmm. now, but all right. Thanks, everybody. Be excellent to each other. And uh, don't forget to completely liquefy your food before you put it back in your mouth. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you. So feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.